Welcome back to Global LPG Conversations, Argus's podcast covering global developments in LPG markets. My name is David Appleton. I'm Vice President at Argus Media. Today, I'm joined once again by our editor for LPG World, Matt Scotland. Hi, Matt. Hi, David. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. You all right? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. And uh, we recently spoke to Matt about the coverage that we've had in Argus LPG World on Bio LPG, and we're going to switch gears a little bit today. Um, to something which is a little bit more conventional, and that's um, LPG storage. Once every couple of years, uh, we've had a tradition in LPG world of doing a global storage survey where Matt and our editors and reporters around the world gather up data on developments in obviously this key part of LPG infrastructure. And then we publish those results in uh, LPG world. It's a, a big list of all the facilities and their sizes and so forth around the world and locations and and so forth and so today we're going to have a little bit of a chat about what we learned from this year's survey which was just published past month or so so matt let's just start with the basics what are the main takeaways from this year's survey firstly um the storage facilities captured in the survey have grown again in number and also in the total capacity So we have, I think, more than 1,120 storage facilities with a combined capacity of around 82 million tonnes in the latest 2022 storage survey, which is up from around 1,065 and 77.5 million tonnes in 2020. This is partly because we were able to identify new facilities and expansions at existing facilities but also from adding countries that we have previously excluded and it's also because uh, we are obviously constantly verifying and updating the data that we have and sometimes we do have to make corrections obviously so right i see and, and basically i guess that's around seven percent so if you a few corrections there but that let's say it's like a five percent increase I guess that broadly follows the upward tick in LPG movements too, particularly if bear in mind that the pandemic was quite slow in terms of um, any growth there. And very interesting. And in terms of the countries or regions, yeah, where are we seeing the most new storage infrastructure? China continues to drive most of the global and Asian growth, with the country's storage facilities growing to 120, with a combined capacity of 5.3 million tonnes, and that is up from 109, totaling 3 million tonnes in 2020. So it's, it's quite, it's considerable growth again in China. Our excellent team in Shanghai has also identified 16 projects that are still due to open this year or in 2023 and those will add another 1.4 million tons of storage space. You also see fast expanding capacities although not quite to the same degree as China in emerging markets like Bangladesh and Nigeria while Canada's recent move to become a, a significant exporter from its Pacific coast has also boosted storage capacity there. Very interesting around those other countries too and of course China really is the biggest one and we've obviously covering the Chinese market very extensively at the moment. In terms of the rapid storage expansion, what is largely behind that in China? Largely because of the country's investment in new PDH or propane dehydrogenation facilities. It's a sector that's really boomed over the past 10 years and it looks set to continue growing albeit at a slower pace for perhaps the next five to 10 years. The country's PDH production capacity is nearly doubled to 12.4 million tonnes per year this year compared with 2020 when the last survey was released. 
a lot of this won't be integrated with refinery production of propane. So the country needs to keep importing more propane with this predominantly coming from the US. But what's interesting is that these new facilities are not just, you know, rigid storage centres in the sense that the petrochemical companies use them just just to fill and then consume the propane or butane. They offer them a chance to trade domestically and internationally and uh, either physically or on the forward market. So they um, so a lot of these companies are setting up trading businesses and getting some of these facilities listed on the Dalian Commodity Exchange's list of accepted storage sites under the Chinese LPG futures contract. Interesting. Yeah. And this trend of importers or indeed other players getting more into the trading business or trading around assets is becoming really a trend in LPG. And we're just having this conversation after BWLPG, who are obviously a shipper in a different sector, have just announced the acquisition of the Vilmar trading desk for LPG. So this is a different situation, but kind of a similar example of how there's an expansion of a company's getting widening the scope of their their business. Back to storage, you, you ran a Q&A with a European distributor, DCC, and their global supply director, Paul Westerman, in Argus LPG World that featured the, the storage survey. And that was specifically related to that company's Avonmouth terminal project in the southwest of England. Why is this quite an interesting development? As I think I mentioned in the editorial in LPG World, European LPG infrastructure is already well developed and you see fewer investments over these two year periods between our storage surveys. This is a good thing in terms of the uh, the region having a developed market and, and developed infrastructure in place, but it also creates logistical difficulties in the event of unexpected supply disruptions, because there are many more hurdles, obviously, to investing in large projects of this type than there is in, say, in developing or emerging economies. Good example of the problems that can arise has been seen following the conflict in Ukraine and the loss of exports from Russia to Europe at the same time that you have refinery LPG supply constricted by high natural gas prices. So you have a, a considerable bottleneck getting LPG into mainland Europe with a huge amount having to go through the, the ARA hub. And what you saw after the Russian invasion of Ukraine was a rush to buy these ARA rail cars from inland buyers as supply concerns mounted, which then pushed rail car prices up to record highs uh, to more than double the price of large cargoes. The DCC project is is pertinent because it's it's a significant new storage facility and and terminal in a developed market in northwest Europe. And it has been developed because of some of the challenges faced specifically in the UK from problems with refinery supply, or not to mention waning upstream production from the North Sea. And it's enabling DC to eventually import more supply and given its location on on the southwest coast of the UK, probably from the US. Right, I see. Yeah, this uh, this trend with the falling refinery supply, I think, is has been exacerbated quite significantly with natural gas prices being so high in Europe mm-hmm. this year. But more broadly, I think we're uh, the Argus consulting view on this is that we've really reached um, peak availability in terms of, of local production. So, assuming we continue to have a healthy LPG market in Europe, I guess there will be a need for the uh, um, from time to time for additional storage facilities. Yeah. Great. Okay, well, thanks very much, Matt, and uh, really interesting. I hope that 
our uh, LPG World subscribers enjoy the the survey. And of course, we welcome any feedback on that if uh, if anyone was looking at it and they see something which either seems missing or is uh, has just slightly different details uh, and so forth, or if they just want to tell us that it's a useful tool. I know that a lot of people do read it. Great. Thanks very much again. And we'll speak again, I'm sure, on another topic soon. Thank you.